Hey everyone, this is Mishka and this is the Simply Mishka podcast. This week I really wanted to talk about hitting that breaking point. Like when you hit that breaking point, it never just happens right then and there. It's like years of build up or time of build up. And I wanted to talk about, you know, what led to that breaking point and you know, picking up the pieces. Like how do you pick up the pieces? And yeah, that's just what this week is going to be about. And I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. I hope you learned something. Um, but yeah, let's just get right into it. You know, one thing I've been thinking about recently is why did I hit my breaking point? How did I get to that point? You know, because something doesn't just all of a sudden happen. Like there is build up it's just the same thing like with the volcano it it just doesn't just erupt and explode like that lava is making its way you know up and then you have the explosion you, and even before you know the eruption you can see the smoke you know and now it's like I have time to kind of look back and think about things and now I'm starting to see what is it that really happened. Not to say that I'm trying to dig too much or too deep into my past and trying to figure things out because I really want to move forward with my life. But I'm like, I want to be mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically healthy. I want to be whole in my life. And so I need to figure out what are the things that I need to confront. And I feel like everybody needs to do this because... And the reason why I'm thinking about this because I was reading um, Joyce Meyer's Living Beyond Your Feelings. And, you know, it talks about how it's important to confront the things that you haven't dealt with. Because if not, it's going to become a huge problem. Let me see if I can actually find it. I know I wrote down the quote somewhere. Yeah, it says, without confrontation of painful issues from the past, it is impossible to go forward with a healthy soul, you know? Um, Oh, there, and there's another one. It says, if you are a person who avoids confrontation, you can have a soul full of unresolved issues that need closure before emotional wholeness will come. And I'm like, that just describes me in a nutshell because I am usually a person, I do not like confrontation. I will avoid things and, and as much as possible. And right now I'm just like, you know what? I cannot do that anymore. I'm an adult. I'm not a child anymore. I need to confront things. Because no matter how hard you try to run away from something, it's going to catch up with you sooner or later. And if you, even if you try to sweep something underneath the rug, you're still going to see the lump of dirt that's there. So I'm like, you know what? Whatever it is that's in my life, that I'm trying to run away from and trying to avoid confrontation, I need to deal with it because I don't want to have any unresolved issues. You know, I want to be whole. I want to move forward with my life. And I've been recently thinking about this because I just found out that I'm going to be teaching sixth grade instead of eighth grade. Um, This will be my sixth year of teaching, which is kind of funny, my sixth year of teaching, and I'm going to be teaching sixth grade. But anyway... Um, 
I've been teaching eighth grade for five years and it's like the older kids and I'm working in a summer camp right now and I'm trying to figure out how to deal with the kids that are younger and I'm I'm not used to it because you have to talk to them in a different way than how you would usually talk to eighth graders. The eighth grade is a little bit more mature. You can talk things out and things like that. Um, but it should be an experience. And you know what? I, I, I had said, you know, I never, I will never teach sixth grade. Never. And here I am. <laughs> this upcoming school year, I'm going to be teaching sixth grade. And that's fine. It, it was time for a change. But... And also, even just in the past couple of months, or even just last school year, I was saying to myself, like, I don't even know if I want to teach anymore. And mostly, I was, I was upset. I was mad about teaching. And I, the reason why I was mad about teaching, I was like, you know, I don't want to teach them. I don't want to do this anymore. Just because I feel like that led to my breaking point. Like, I got to this point where I felt like I hit rock bottom. I, I was depressed. I was like, what is life? Why am I even here? Why am I doing this? And it's not necessarily just one thing that led to my breaking point. I think it was a whole bunch of things. And after that, when I was able to come out of that depression, to come out of what felt like the lowest time in my life, I realized that how important it is to take care of yourself and how important your thoughts are. Like negative thoughts, if you don't get control of them, they can eat you up inside and it can be a serious issue. Um, also, if you don't take care of yourself and and stress, oh my gosh, stress is something that is, it, it can be very dangerous and very dangerous to your health, dangerous to your health physically and, and, and dangerous, you know, um, emotionally. And just, even just for your mental wellness in general, stress is not good. Um, but I had this constant battle with myself in terms of, how I view myself and going into teaching I had very high expectations I was like you know I was looking up to people like Marva Collins and Ron Clark and I was like I just I want to change the world I want to teach kids um I want them to be successful and I just had all these high expectations and high hopes as a teacher and then you get into the field and I'm telling you, my first year of teaching, I would say I probably cried every single day. On probably on the way to and from work, because it was it was it was really hard being in that classroom. And there was I had a lot of behavior issues. I was a first year teacher. I I was trying to figure things out. I had to write my own lesson plans. The the, the lesson plan template that they had at the time was super confusing. Just trying to figure out myself you know going from a broke college student to somebody that actually has money i'm telling you and probably all the money that i wasted when i first started teaching i could use today but i digress i can't i can't go back and get that money back it is what it is um and you know 
getting those because as a teacher they 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 rate you on your performance and especially your performance of how the students are doing and my first three years I was getting like beginning beginning and and developing and so if you don't understand um they rank you according to um so you have not using beginning developing um effective and then highly effective so it's like if they were to rank you on a scale of of one to five so let me see highly effective would be a five you know effective would be a four developing is a three beginning is a, a two and not using would probably be a one or i would probably say a zero because if you're not using like what are you doing no way i said that wrong there is also so you have highly effective and then you have innovative um so innovative would be a five um innovating would be a five highly effective would be a four effective would be a three developing would be a two beginning would be a one and if you're not using that would be a zero that would make more sense oh my goodness anyway so i felt like over the first three years of me teaching out I, I kept on getting beginnings i kept on getting developing and you know like i felt like i'm working my butt off right now or you know i'm spending all this time making lesson plans I'm spending all this time grading. Like I, my first couple of years of teaching, especially my first three years, I spent no time on myself. Like my my work week Monday through Friday was spent either lesson planning, grading, everything that had to do with school and my weekends were the same. Like I didn't really hang out with friends. I, I wasn't going to the gym. It was just work and home, work and home. Because when I would get home, I would be so exhausted. And at the time I lived, I lived at home with my parents at the time. And I was just, I was just mentally, physically exhausted. Um, and it took a lot out of me. And I'm like, I'm working so hard. And yet still. Yet still nothing is going the way that I expected it to. I'm like, why am I getting such low evaluations? Like, what is wrong? You know what I mean? It's like every time I do something, it's as if something is wrong. And, you know, when I started teaching algebra and my, my kids were getting amazing, my kids got amazing scores. And even then, with the the kids getting amazing scores in the algebra, it's like the way that my evaluations were looking versus the way that my, my kids' test scores were looking were just, it was like, what is going on? I just, I don't get it. And so now I've gotten to the point where it's like, you know what? I love teaching and I love working with kids. And there's only so much I can do. All I can do is do my job and when I leave the building, I got to leave work there. And when I'm home, I'm home. 
and I'm not bringing work home anymore. And, you know, there seems to be this expectation of teachers are supposed to spend all of their free time on things pertaining to work and school and things like that. But I'm just like, teachers are just regular people, just like anybody else. They have families to take care of. They have households to take to take care of. A lot of teachers, especially if they're married, they have to come home, take care of their kids, cook dinner, all these different things that they have that are outside of, of school that they have to take care of. And for me, I know that it's not impossible and I know that I need it for my well-being, that I need to get to the point where I'm so organized and structured that work is at work and home is at home. Like, I I do not want to bring work home unless it's, like, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely necessary because I need the time when I can co- come home and watch a show or go to the gym or go hang out with my friends and things like that. And I need my week- my weekends to myself because I cannot overwork myself anymore. I don't want to do that. I want to make sure that I'm doing a great job, but I want to make sure that I have time to exercise. I have time to hang out with my friends and to socialize. I have time to de-stress and to relax at home and I have to worry about oh my gosh I have these papers are great I have this lesson plan to do and this and that whatever I'm like no I need the time to myself because if I do not have that if I don't have that time to de-stress if I don't have that time to relax that's gonna lead to another breaking point that I'm not I'm not about it I'm not having it again and that's not just the only thing with with the stress and the stress of work and the stress of life it also had to do with the way that I, I saw myself and battling with perfectionism. And so like when things, for me, if they did not turn out the way that I expected it to turn, it's like I internalize things, which is not good because I already, I'm not a person that likes confrontation. But then I start internalizing things and I'm not talking about it. I'm keeping it to myself. That is just... That was not good when you internalize things and you're not talking about it. Yes, I, I would journal and write things down, but sometimes you actually need somebody else to talk to about what you're going through, you know? And just to be honest, I, um, it was it's just recently, like a couple of months ago, that I started being honest with myself of how I really feel, what I'm going through. And, I, and therapy really helped when I was seeing that um, doing therapy. Therapy really did help in terms of me talking things through and realizing what are the things that I need to confront and how I see myself is very important. And just when I talk about myself and what I'm realizing now is that I need to take can't out of my vo- vocabulary. Um, the whole, oh, I can't do this. Oh I, oh, I can't, you know, go to the gym. Gym is not for me. You know, the gym is not for me. Yet still, I'm paying for a gym membership, mind you. Um, like, I don't like going in the machines and this and that. 
having all these excuses. You know? And I just don't want to have excuses anymore. If I want to do something, I got to set my mind to it and get it done. Not to think about all the possible reasons why I can't do it. Like, if it's something that is within my control, I just need to do it. And think positively. I got to change my mindset. And to stop being so negative. And so, I'm like, my breaking point, all the stress, all the negative thoughts, how I saw myself, not being happy with myself, internalizing things, you know, it was years and years of buildup. It wasn't just, it just happened. It wasn't just like, it just happened in an instant. And I'm like, at the point in my life where I'm picking up the pieces, I'm, I'm getting things together and I'm realizing, okay, you know what? Learn from the past, learn from my past mistakes and move forward. Not to beat myself up and, and think, oh my gosh, I can't believe that this happened. Why did I let this, this happen? I'm like, no, you know what? I need to move forward with my life. I need to look at my past mistakes and to learn from them. So even in my first five years of teaching, the good and the bad, I want to take those lessons and be the best sixth grade teacher that I can be. I want to take the lessons that I've learned, you know, living on my own and learn how to be an adult, being better with my finances, use that and to move forward. You know, take the lessons that I've learned about dating and what it means to have a successful relationship and to use the, that thing, use what I've learned to be successful in my next relationship. I, um, that's all I can really do. So even when you hit your breaking point, you're able to bounce back. You're able to pick up at the pieces. Just don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. You can do it. There was a time in my life where I felt like this was it. There's no getting out of this. Like I felt I was at my lowest of my lows. And I feel like I wasn't seeing any light at the end of the tunnel. But here I am today, and I thank God for bringing me out. So I'm like, no matter what you're going through, there's hope. You're alive for a reason. You're here today for a reason. You got to get up, dust yourself off, and just keep on pushing. You don't have, victory is, is not to say that you didn't fall down and you didn't lose a couple of stuff or lose a couple of battles. Winning and having a victory is that even though you lost a couple of times or even though you might have fell down a couple of times, victory is when you got back up and you kept it moving. So don't, don't you dare give up. And that's one thing that I'm saying to myself, don't give up. Keep pressing, keep moving. You know, life is meant to be lived. Don't take yourself out of the equation. 
too early. If you're alive and you're breathing, God has still has a plan for you. Still has a plan for you. And so I'm learning. I'm picking up pieces. I'm learning, people. I'm about to turn 28 in a few months. And I'm just thinking to myself, that's two years away from 30. But it's okay. It's okay. I ain't going to worry about the age. I'm just going to take it a day at a time. That's all I can really do. And so I hope everybody has a good rest of their week. Um, Go ahead and crush it. Do what you got to do. Instead of saying, I can't do this and I can't do that, start saying that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What is one thing that you want to achieve this week? You know, for me, my goal for the week is to work out at least three times. Three times for the week. That's my goal. Not just to come home, take a shower, and eat and go to bed. Like, no. So whether or not it's going to the gym or putting up one of my favorite um, workout videos from YouTube and to do that, I need to at least do something. So that's my goal. And so when I come back on here next week, I want to have met my goal of working out at least three times for the week. At least. I can do more. But I, sh- I will not and I cannot do less than three. So whatever is your goal for the week, you know, put that down so that I can do it and set your mind to it and then get it done. And have a little celebration for yourself that you got it done, that you met your goal. And then plan out your next goal. Move on to the next goal. You know, it's like. You know, that's how you build up to your dreams. You Just one goal at a time, okay? One goal at a time. And so whatever your goal is, I hope that you crush it this week. And I'll see you again next week. This is the Simply Mishka podcast. This is Mishka. And I'm out. Thanks for listening.